Hey everyone, I got a treat for you on this week's Chatterday episode. I had the opportunity to chat with the creators of the upcoming four-issue comic series called Divinity Rising. Uh, the writer, Darren Pierce, is a bit of a newcomer to comics, but he's also currently working on an unnamed movie project with the production company Centropolis. It's owned by Roland Emmerich, who's been known for directing Did the Day After Tomorrow, Independence Day, and 2012, so you know it's probably going to be something pretty Pretty epic. The artist on the book, Stuart Jennett, is no stranger to the comics. He's worked for Marvel UK in the past, and now Stuart is a video game concept artist. He's uh, recently been working on his own comic series, also called Chronos Commandos, which he writes, draws, and colors, and it's published by Titan Books. So uh, it looks like these two have joined forces to bring us Divinity Rising, which is being published by Marcusia. Our Marco Sia, and I don't know why I'm still talking. Let's uh, get to the interview and let these guys tell you more about it. Stuart and Darren, you guys are writing the new comic, Divinity Rising. I am saying that right, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I, I would hate to just start off on a bad foot there. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the first thing I got to know is, how did you guys start getting involved in comics? Um, Darren, you can go first. Um, for me, it was probably a little bit of a, an accident, really. It was through a, a friend who I met, Stu, uh, via um, I sort of been dallying with other formats of writing and to be fair sort of happened upon this style and, and it sort of it felt right um, and then when I hooked up with Stuart it felt even better so I've just sort of fallen into it. Oh that's great so you just recently got into all this. Yeah very much so yeah. Has it blown your mind yet? Um, it, I, I love the pace I think that's what blows my mind you know what I mean there's such a quickness about writing in this format. I think you can really cut to the chase very quickly. And I think, you know, in, in this environment where, you know, Twitter's the probably one of the most dominant networks in the world, it, it's all about pace. Um, and I love it. I love the style. That's pretty awesome. And uh, Stuart, uh, how did you get into comics? Um, I started out with Marvel UK. That would be back in about 19... 19- about 91 something like that I was about 20 at the time so it was it was a good experience good learning curve um, and then from there I went into the video games industry as a concept artist um, I've, I've been about 20 years in the games industry now um, and yeah I guess you know it's, it's a welcome return to come to get back into the comics side of things oh yeah it's good to have you back I mean I played tons of video games. Actually, I checked out some of your concept art, and all of it looks phenomenal. And so it gets me excited to see what kind of games that you're going to be coming out with just to get a chance to play them because they do look beautiful. Yeah, I'm I'm currently working on um, Chris Roberts, who created uh, Wing Commander. Um, I'm currently working on his latest title, Squadron 42. So, yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's 
definitely, uh, you know, it's a huge market at the moment. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you got into comics around in the 90s, so, I mean, that's, like, the era of, like, big muscle, body, gun-toting superheroes. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's pretty cool. I, I dig that kind of stuff. Uh, some of my favorite superheroes came from, I guess, that era, like, you know, the Deadpools and all those kind of characters. And so I've really dug that era of comics. But it's really good to see... Um, comics grow from there obviously i mean you don't want to just muscle bound heroes going crazy forever but yeah. that... <laughs> so that leads me so we know how you both got into the industry but how did you both come together exactly well i was gonna say i mean it was uh, a mutual friend i'd sort of been playing around with the character i don't know for a while and you know i sort of threw it in front of a friend of mine who New Stew, and we basically were thrown together in a, in a good old-fashioned country pub in England, um, had a chat over some very loose ideas, um, and it, it literally went from there, and we, we started building up the plot and the narrative, um, and here we are now. A lot of beer, usually, is what brings people together, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, since we have mentioned this comic, you know, alluded to it and your guys' work, let's go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Um, can you guys give me a little background on what this story is going to be about? Crikey, it's it's almost a, it's like a titanic battle um, between good and evil that features a very special woman in the middle of it all. Um, Ele- Eleanor is a, I think we use the phrase empowered era, and what we see over the first series is is her journey from a young girl in Moscow um, to somebody who takes a pivotal role in a group that are aligned to the CIA. Um, and through that, we also see her power as she evolves. So it's it's got some very nice touches in there. We're very pleased with some of the family touches. We won't give anything away, obviously. But, you know, there's a lot in there that I think people can relate to now. Um, and there's a lot in there, I think, that people who like you know, traditional superhero comics will also be able to gravitate to. Um, and also at the center of it is a very strong woman, very strong female lead character. That's awesome. And, you know, you mentioned the strong female lead. You see a trend of that now, especially coming from the big two. You know, Marvel's put out the new Miss Marvel, new Captain uh, Marvel, and now the new Storm comic. And, and you see some of that at DC as well. I mean, do you think that's going to be a big trend now for comics is to put leading women in these positions? Uh, I mean, I guess. Um, you know, the, I guess everything moves in trends, really. Um, I guess I guess the thing we want to do with Eleanor is not uh, is to try and break away from the traditional female kind of superhero so she's not overtly sexualized and, in, in, you know, she's not wearing basically a swimsuit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to, you know, angle it more to the reality side of things. Uh, imagine something more akin to Jason Bourne, like via the X-Men or something. Right. So it's quite a grounded kind of reality we're trying to keep. Um, you know, we want to stay clear of, um, you know, superheroes flying around. Uh, but yeah, definitely the female side of things, you know, is what kind of drew me to Eleanor as well. Um, you know, it's a chance to... Uh, you know, to evolve quite a strong female character and then, you know, bring up all, you know, we've got quite a, quite a depth to a history, to a family history in the strip as well. So, uh, yeah, you know, and there's, like you say, there's quite a growing trend for that as well. So uh, it's just, it's nice to explore. That's really awesome. I keep hearing the word family. Is that kind of be one of like 
I guess the virtues you guys want to come across in this comic is family. Well, uh, there's certainly a lot of twisting, uh, and there's a lot of plot that revolves around family. Um, we, we touch on you know some pretty strong themes, themes of betrayal uh, and themes of trust, and I think it, it sat very well with with, with the character. Um, and although she does go through you know quite a torturous sort of you know life, um, she comes out of it the other side, and she's incredibly strong. Um, and I think again, a lot of people will be able to relate to that in our own everyday lives. And I think that's something that we've kind of strived for. Yeah, we want to keep it grounded, and we want it to be something that people can you know look back on and say, Do you know, what? I actually feel that I- I've been through that in my own way. I really dig what you guys are doing. Um, some the few things that I have been able to see from Divinity Rising, I've really fallen in love with, and I really can't wait to see this uh, come out later this fall. In fact, uh, what time it, or around when is it actually going to drop? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we're hopefully shooting for the end of September. Um, you know, any delays beyond that, you know, certainly. We'll certainly let you know, but uh, that's what we're shooting for at the moment. And that's that's issue one of a four-part series. If usually for delays, who do you guys blame? Uh, Each other. Me. You're mine, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, between y'all two, do you guys work really close together, or is it just kind of like Darren does his own thing, and then it's like, okay, Stu, here, just fix this? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. We never speak, really. Uh, <laughs> <just kidding>. uh, <laughs> No, we uh, you know we kind of meet up a couple of times a couple of you know a couple of times a month just to see how things are progressing. We 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 are in constant touch. I mean, you know, if we're not texting each other about what's going on on Twitter and where we're going with it, we're texting plot ideas. You know, it's a constant thing. But you know, there is that creative space that we both need. I need it for for writing and coming up with ideas. Stu certainly needs it from the art side. Um, so you know, we we are we're always there. That's good, and I mean, contact is always a key thing, especially when collaborating on a project like this. And I'm not too good on my uh, geography over there. How about how far apart do you guys live from each other? Yeah, not too far, to be honest. It's probably about twenty miles. Hour, something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know, a stone's throw. I guess I don't know what you would call that. <laughs> not too. That's some stone, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. I mean. So what do you guys hope to, um, I guess, accomplish by the end of this project? Lamborghini each and a big mansion in Beverly yeah, Hills would do nice. <laughs> I think it'd just be nice to get something fresh out there, you know, with Eleanor. I don't think there's been anything like it before. Um, and it'd just be nice to, uh, you know, try and, try and take the superhero genre into it's kind of a new direction. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Definitely. And I mean, yeah. There are tons of comics out there, and there's tons of artists, writers trying to get their own story. If you were to just tell someone what makes your story extremely different from everyone else, what would you tell them? I think it's more complex than the majority of uh, the comics that are out there. You know, we've got quite a number of subplots. You know, especially with you know bringing the female superhero into this as well. You know, it's obviously you know it makes it quite distinctive. And um, we're just like just keen to separate ourselves from the cliched superhero. That's awesome. And like I said, I'm a big fan of just the female lead character. Some of my favorite comics that I'm reading now do have a female lead. As far as um an age demographic that you're looking towards for this book, what what age group are you trying to hit, really? 
Well, I mean, my, I guess my thinking is probably sort of, you know, teenager, young adult onwards. I, I, I truly believe there is there is a broad demographic that will find this very interesting. Whether they find it interesting in the format as a comic or whatever format it may progress into is a different story, but I certainly think that there's a lot in there that people can grasp onto. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's going to be a broad palette, I think, of people that will pick it up and then, you know, become interested in the story. And are there future plans to try to get Stuart to turn this into a video game? Oh, there are always plans like that. <laughs> to be like, well, you know, hey, come on, we worked on this together. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we have talked about various, you know, different areas to take it, definitely. And I think, you know, the the character, the plot, the um, the locations, everything sit well for a multiple of different multitude of different directions for it to go into. So yeah, I mean, we'd love to, absolutely love to. Um, you know, I mean. I don't know, and Stu will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last really strong female character, um, apart from, obviously, the girl in The Last of Us, has been Tomb Raider, Lara Croft. You know, I don't think we've really seen, you know, an extraordinarily, you know, strong female lead character. But, I mean, you know, I don't know, Stu, what's your thoughts on that? No, I mean, definitely. I mean, that's the direction, the kind of legacy we'd like to continue, you know, for, for Laura Croft, and, you know, especially in the video games. It's just great to see. You see that in video games a lot, where it's just guys, guys everywhere, you know, Shepard and uh, the Master Chief and just everyone. And it's refreshing to have a female bring that strong role and be the leading character, someone that people can get behind. And it seems like that's what you guys are trying to accomplish here with Divinity Rising and, and with Elena. Uh, I'm, is that her name, Elena or Elena? No, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and I keep saying this over and over. I'm such a big fan of female uh, leads in comics and books and just any kind of genre. And so I really enjoy and I'm really it's like a breath of fresh air of what you guys are trying to accomplish here with this comic. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Man. Thank you. <laughs> So that's the comic. You guys are hoping for it to drop later uh, this next month, September, which is great because that's around my birthday. You know, I mean, if you guys want to give me a present, I don't care. I mean, it's up to you guys. But um, so as far as just comics in general, I don't this is kind of a rare opportunity for me to ask some of these questions is uh, how do they differ so much from Marvel UK to Marvel US? Like, I mean, is it just like here over in America, they just pretty much, okay, let's just ship them over to the UK? Or is there, like, actual different comics that you guys get over there? Uh, when I, well, when I worked at Marvel UK, they kind of had their own um, their own identity in as much as you know, they had their own storyline, kind of, you know, background to all these characters. They created their own characters as well. Um, and, you know, before that, I think it'd be more a case of just reprinting the American material. Um but sadly, you know, sadly when Marvel UK went on there, that's that's kind of all we get again now. It, it, you know, which is, you know, a lot of reprints, DC, Marvel. Um, you know, it's sad. It'd be, it'd be nice to see them try something different this, this side of the pond again. Yeah, I would really like something like that. I mean, um, just to see comics grow in different areas of the world, you know, like each continent have like maybe their own special brand of superheroes that they each write. I think that would yeah. be a really neat thing to have. And so over there, what do you, what would you guys say is like the leading uh, publisher or just um, comic creator over there on the UK side? I mean, I guess in the UK, you know, 2000 AD has always been very popular. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with 2000 AD, uh, Judge Dredd and 
Rogue Trooper, those characters. Uh, that's always been very popular. Um, you know, we get a lot of influence in the European market as well. And, um, you know, especially, you know, the, the likes of Mobius and, um, you know, a lot of the French illustrators. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, more in Europe, we're more, more open to uh, different genres, you know, sci-fi, you know, right across the Western, where, as in the US, it's more geared to, you know, specifically superhero stuff. Or, you know, although you get publishers now, like uh, Dark Horse, you know, trying to do a, a lot more different um, subject matters and, you know, different characters, especially with that Hellboy. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think that's the main difference between the, between the markets. Yeah, that's really cool. That's some insightful stuff that I wasn't aware of. So it's really nice to kind of see what it's like over there for you guys. A comic that I had heard about not too long ago, didn't know nothing about it until here recently when I actually looked uh, into your background, Stuart, was Chronos uh, Commandos. Oh, yeah. And it, it was kind of funny to me because I was like, oh, I remember seeing this and thinking, wow, that's kind of crazy but kind of cool. And then now here I am getting the chance to actually talk to you about this. And it just blew my mind. I was like, oh, wow, this is like coming full circle. I feel like a little kid again. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, no, no problem. I mean, did you have a lot of fun writing that comic? Yeah, I mean, it went to, uh, it did its initial first run. Uh, where are we now? That would be last year, the first five issues. And then it was collected in the graphic novel in March of this year. Uh, you know, so that's out there at the moment. If anyone would like to check that out, you can um, you can grab that on Amazon or the usual, you know, comic places, um, comic stores. Uh, yeah, it was great. Really enjoyed, uh, you know, developing my own IP and characters. It was great. Great fun. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay, guys, I got one last kind of serious question for y'all, and then we'll get into a little bit more lighthearted stuff. But um, here we're starting to see a big trend of comics going into TV, going into movies. What are your thoughts on that? Is is this a good move for comics as an as a whole, like the industry? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think. You know, more than Marriott, to be honest. <laughs> I, I definitely think so. I mean, certainly where, you know, where publishers are concerned, you know, trying to sort of make a living and eke out uh, the money purely from selling comics isn't perhaps always possible. So, you know, anything that adds revenue into an IP is always going to be welcome. Um, and there are some pretty good ones out. You know, The Walking Dead is fantastic. There's no two ways about it. Definitely. I mean, would you like to see that happen to Divinity Rising, to see it make it to the silver screen? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I think, like I said earlier on, it has been written in a very sort of filmic way. It's it's quite grand in its scale. You know, we don't we don't have people having introspective debates in the corner of a kitchen. You know, there's big sequences in this. Um, and I think those big sequences um, will help when people look at it think oh yes i can see how that can move into different areas so yeah we definitely would love to see that happen awesome okay so if people want to learn more about divinity rising and elena where can they go to get more information well at the moment it's literally the twitter feed at elena and chova um we will have a website and we will have a facebook page um bear with us on those but yeah we are posting regularly and we are keeping people up to date um, and pro- posting snippets on there as well. Um, so, yeah, that's the best place at the moment. Awesome. And, Stuart, if people want to get more of you and uh, what you work on, where can they go for you? Uh, you can go to uh, stuartjennett.com. Uh, there's a link there to uh, Flickr Gallery and also my blog, which I try and keep up to date as much as possible. 
uh, you know, be posting Eleanor on there as, as well as we move along. So, uh, yeah, feel free to uh, drop me a line. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so let's get into just a little bit more relaxed questions. You know, we can take off the business suits and just relax a bit. But uh, so, I mean, you guys are working hard on getting all this. And Stuart, you have your own stuff that you also do, too. I mean, do you guys fi- ever find time to just read any comics that are out there right now? Uh, I don't get time to do anything at all at the moment, uh, which is, uh, you can ask my wife about that. I just, uh, yeah, I don't get a moment to do, uh, I don't read anything at the moment. It's just uh, just work, work, work. I'm desperately trying to get this uh, Eleanor finished for September. Uh, you know, outside, that's outside of a, a nine-to-five day job as well. So, uh, yeah, pretty flat out at the moment. And very much the same here as well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you guys. Not everyone can be as lazy as me and have all this free time. So there has to be I've people. All, yeah, I've missed all the movies this summer. So um, yeah, a lot to catch up on. Oh, man, that stinks. I mean, you've missed some pretty good movies this year, especially everyone's been raving about Guardians of the Galaxy from Marvel. Yeah, I, want to, I did want to watch uh, um, Edge of Tomorrow as well with Tom Cruise. Oh, yes. Okay, now I know which one. It looked pretty interesting. I, I don't know if I'm going to go watch it yet or if I'll wait till it comes out on DVD. Yeah, I'll wait for DVD now. I think that's how I've gotten with all movies now. I just I don't like dealing with the people in the in the audience. Just I feel claustrophobic now when I'm out there. It just bothers me. Let's find everybody you know, using their iPhones all the way through the movie. It can be a bit, a bit annoying. Well, maybe they're like me. they got a podcast, so they're trying to live tweet the movie so everyone <laughs> yeah. else can see what's going on. What what would be your favorite comic character if you had to pick just one? I'd say mine would be uh, probably Batman, to be honest. Awesome. It's a character I'd like to draw. Um, yeah, so yeah, go with Batman. I, I mean, I, I must admit, and I'm not a massive comic reader, but I actually love Hellboy. Oh yeah, Hellboy, that's pretty awesome. I see the trend of like darker kind of characters there for y'all. I mean, Batman, he's brooding. You have like some hidden anger in your life. That you just want to go out there and just fight crime and beat people? All the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more towards Darren sometimes. That you just want to just beat him. And <laughs> That's why we live 20 miles apart. <laughs> okay, and so we talk about your favorite... Um, superheroes, but maybe what would be a superpower that you would... If you could choose to have one? Um, I think mine would be be able to work faster. I'd have to be uh, flying, definitely. Although there is a slight issue with that, as I do suffer from vertigo, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure that could be overcome somehow. I mean, you you could work with it. Absolutely. Blindfolds <laughs> are a godsend. Okay, so we got super speed and flying. Which one of y'all would win in a fight? Well, I can fly off. Is that winning, though, or is that more running away? Well, either way, it's good. <laughs> Stuart, what do you think? Hey, definitely flying. You got you to gotta root for yourself, man. You got to... Have some more faith in you. Maybe you could run fast enough, and if it's raining, you can run on the little raindrops and catch up to them. It's possible. <laughs> I mean, like with the Flash, they keep just making up new Flash Force or whatever it's called, Speed Force, and he keeps doing new stuff. So and... Yeah, I don't know how they ever, they ever intend the, uh, the Flash to work on, on screen. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I mean, um, what was it? Fox did you know, uh, their version of Quicksilver on there and it looked pretty good i like the way that they kind of showed his speed so i think if flash can just somehow capture that and then of course if the avengers can do that with their version of quicksilver i think it'll be pretty good i think speed superheroes have a future i think with the flash they need to get away from 
you know, the Flash's costume. I think it's, it's awful. You know, I've, I've heard that before, um, and I'm going to ask you guys. I don't know if this is just me being stupid or not. They say a lot of, like, UK, European superheroes don't dress up as much as, like, the American versions. Well, uh, I guess, I mean, the uh, the Marvel UK characters, such as Captain Britain, you know, they, they were definitely full, you know, superhero costumes. Um, I guess the characters like Judge Dredd and things aren't as, um, you know, aren't as driven you know, in, in that capacity by, you know, the superpowers and, and the like. You know, they're still very distinctive in the uniforms and costumes. Okay, okay. Um, last thing I want to ask you guys, um, actually, this was a serious question I forgot to ask y'all. Um, what kind of inf- who? What kind of people have influenced y'all to do the work that you do? For me, it's probably cool. more film-based. Um, I have a, an absolute passion for sci-fi. Um, and I think, you know, the influences of people like Stanley Kubrick are massive for me uh, in terms of storytelling. Um, and also people like George Orwell. Um, and, you know, in, in truth, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, you know, these are the kind of people that I look to and I think, well, that, that is the perfect film, you know, or that is the perfect story. Uh, and those are the perfect characters. You know, I mean, A Clockwork Orange is, um, is a masterpiece. There's no two ways about it. You know, and these are the kind of things that I have probably drawn sort of influences from. I guess my influences, you know, obviously come from British comics that I grew up with. Uh, you know, Mike McMahon was one of the main Judge Dredd artists, um, Brian Bolland. And then on the movie side of things, I'd say, uh, you know, concept artists such as Joe Johnston, who worked on all the Star Wars movies, and uh, Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's, they're my core influences. That's awesome, guys. I mean, that's... That's cool. I I feel like I'm enlightened. I feel like I know more. I feel like I can go off into this world and be able to tell people, oh, well, this is what it's like in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do want to thank you guys for taking the time out of your day today to come on the show, promote Divinity Rising, talk a little bit about uh, comics life over there across uh, the Atlantic and just kind of bring some insight to a lot of uh, listeners to my show. And I just want to thank you guys so much for coming on. It's okay, you're welcome. No, thank you for having us, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, as far as what's next for y'all... Um... Uh, work-wise, after uh, Eleanor, I'll probably be moving on to uh, Chronos Commandos 2, which, um, you know, hopefully that'll be out the next next couple of years. It does take quite a long time to produce the artwork. Um, but, yeah, you know, um, you know, hopefully another series of um, Eleanor as well. I've got another project coming out fairly soon i can't really talk about it much but um it's again it's another comic series so uh, i've been busy writing that one as well so there's there's plenty of stuff in the pipeline from the pose definitely that's awesome and i look forward to seeing what you come out with next darren especially if it looks as cool as uh, divinity rising i'll be really excited to see what's coming out and hopefully i get to play it one day on my xbox well no we'll see <laughs> all right but i do want to thank you guys again for coming on the podcast uh thank you so much uh just being awesome you guys are really down to earth um very humble which is always a good sign and i'm really excited to see divinity rising come out later this fall that's a lot thank you yeah no problem and that was the interview guys thank you again so much for listening to this podcast i hope you guys really enjoyed um 
getting to listen to Darren and Stuart talk about Divinity Rising. Be sure to check it out later this fall, guys. Also, don't forget to go follow Elena and Chova on Twitter. That's at Elena and Chova. Also, make sure to follow me for more free digital comics that I give away and any other news updates, guys. Thank you so much once again. Bri-Fi out. Peace. Bam, 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 bam.